When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, Dominic Carter here with you, with Anthony Weiner, and in just a moment, standing by, we will talk to pollster John McLaughlin. Anthony, good morning to you. Ebony and Ivory, reunited <laughs> and it feels so good. You know, Dominic, you and I go way back in New York politics together. Yes. You were at New York One when I was starting out as a city councilman and a congressman. I so used to... are you calling me an old man? You and I, I think I'm exactly the same age. What's your birthday? June 18th. Of what year? 64. You are a few months younger than I. I'm September 4th, 1964. Wow, look at that. Yeah. Look at that. And we're, we're, we're holding up pretty well, you and me. It's time for the 77 WC Clip of the Day. Listen to John Katsimatidis on the Cats Roundtable, where common sense prevails. Here, John talks with Congressman Peter King. Congressman King, uh, what keeps you up at night these days? Our country is changing and not for the better. Listen, I realize times are always going to change. The country is never going to be the same it was when we were growing up or our fathers or our grandfathers. But despite the changes over the years, it's always kept its basic fabric or its basic beliefs. I just think now we're going off the deep end. Uh, everyone becomes a victim. Everyone becomes entitled to something. And uh, I, for instance, I fully support the Supreme Court decision, even though there's such a backlash against it, uh, as far as college admissions race should not be the factor can you imagine me and me and peter king we used to fight with each other on the floor of congress now here i am introducing him always telling both sides of the story every sunday morning that's the cats roundtable starting at eight and listen anytime on the 77 wabc app well we are now joined live by pollster john mclaughlin the great john mclaughlin john good morning to you dominic carter speaking here with anthony weiner Good morning, Dominic. Good morning, Congressman. Great hey, John. Meeting. I love, I love, I worked for Pete King for 28 years and he made his pulse to look great. So that's a great <laughs> so, Happy for it. So, John, let, let me begin this way and then uh, Anthony will uh, pick up with his question. We saw the tremendous weekend rally President Trump had in South Carolina. I have said all along the nomination belongs to him and that I strongly believe he has a solid chance of returning to the White House. Did I say anything right. that does not appear to be true here? No, you're right in that. And by the way, full disclosure, I still work for President Trump, and, and I've worked for him for quite a while now. But uh, but but you're right because, you know, I mean, to get 50,000 people out when it's 90 degrees, I mean, it, it, the country, that tells you something. The country wants to change. And we just released a, a national survey just over a week ago where he was beating Joe Biden 49-44 among the, uh, uh, among the likely voters, 1,000 likely voters nationally. And we never saw that. And on our website, McLaughlinOnline.com, uh, back in 2016, back in 2020, we were losing to Hillary Clinton in the national popular vote, and we were losing to uh, Joe Biden. And it was always a battleground state electoral victory that we were playing for. And we always said we could win, but it was going to be really close because it was it was that narrow margin. But now you got the real clear politics average where Trump's actually ahead, and you've got polls that, you know, like ABC, Washington Post, uh, uh, on the average Harvard Harris, uh, uh, Rasmussen reports. These polls are showing us winning, 
the uh, uh, the national popular vote. And uh, it's mainly because 70 percent of Americans in this last national poll that we had, 67 percent actually think the country's on the wrong track. They think the economy is getting worse, not better. Uh, Joe Biden's disapproval rating is 56. So Donald Trump looks pretty good to a lot of voters right now. It's buyer's remorse. John, what, what you know, polls are pretty static at about this time. And, and I, I pointed out earlier in the program that if you add up the South Carolina home candidates, Nikki Haley and Tim Scott, mm-hmm. they are trailing um, Trump by about 40 points in, in South mm-hmm. Carolina. But polls yeah. are going to be pretty static. When is the first time you're going to start seeing kind of any kind of movement from where it is? Everyone always says, oh, it's early, it's early, it's early. And it is. This is a quiet time of the year and we're a year out. When are the times that that listeners should start to say, all right, now you're going to start seeing things change? Is when guys start advertising or is it even longer than that? Or is this going to be the state of play for some time now? Well, it's it's pleasantly surprising me that that Trump is as strong as he is at this point. Because remember back in January, I had to go see him in November and December a couple times down Mar-a-Lago and say we ought to be focused on Joe Biden because his job record is terrible. And and the president did that, but people weren't sure he's running. So back in January, in the Republican primary, in a multi-candidate field, Trump was only leading the field 42 to 31 for DeSantis, Pence at five, everybody else single digits. Now in this last poll, I've got him at I've got Trump at 51. DeSantis is down to 19, uh, uh, 52. Pardon me, to 20. DeSantis is down to to, uh, to 20, and then five and five in Iowa. In Iowa, among the likely caucus goers, I've got Trump at 51, DeSantis at 19, Tim Scott at 9. And one-on-one, Trump against uh, DeSantis in January, I had Trump ahead 52-40. Now, one-on-one, Trump against uh, uh, Trump against DeSantis at 68-32. So he's gone up. And you can't – the elephant in the room you can't ignore is that, I mean, Joe Biden has crossed the line. When he ordered his Justice Department – to indict Donald Trump, um, basically he got a reaction from Republicans saying no, and most Americans are saying this is political. He's indicting his leading political opponent. I was just in Europe with clients in democracies over Central Europe, and they were saying this is what the communists used to do, and they're 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 in trouble because that war between Russia and Ukraine they don't see an end with Joe Biden. I mean, they want that they want that war over because. It's causing inflation. Uh, prices are going up for food and energy, and and people are dying. Thousands of people are dying every day, and they see America as weak. So, so there's a. I mean, we've never seen this before. Where when you think about, we we saw Trump's numbers go up with Biden, the Biden Bragg indictment. Now we saw him go up with the Jack Smith indictment. And I, when I saw President Trump a couple of weeks ago. Right after he came back from Miami, I said, you know, there's better ways to make the polls go up than this. But, you know, you're doing what you got to do. It's, it's, it's like terrible. So uh, so it's a unique situation in history. And Trump was always a historic president. But we've got a long way to go. But right now, his numbers are getting stronger. Dominic's uh, prediction seems to be right. So we'll, 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 we'll see. Time's running out for some of our opponents, though. Indeed. We are chatting with pollster John McLaughlin. And so, John, will it be Biden on the Democratic side in 2024? And if not, who? Because I'm sure Mr. Weiner will tell me that the Democratic bench is deep, but I see just the opposite. Well, Congressman, I mean, I think it's going to be 
Joe Biden. And and Congressman Weiner would know better than I do because he's still in a lot of elite Democrat circles. But I, I would say, you know, when Joe Biden, uh, his Justice Department did the deal for uh, Hunter Biden that he gets. And, and again, I'm not a lawyer, but Anthony's a lawyer. But he, when he, they did that deal, they protect him from a lot of other charges. And he's got a plea bargain that he's going to get where he won't have to serve jail time. So they, they sewed that up. Plus, uh, there was the child custody case going on for Hunter Biden in Little Rock, Arkansas. He had the, the mother of the, of the girl that he, that's his daughter, was suing him for child support. And they sewed that up on the same day, too. So when you start tying things like that together again so it doesn't hurt you, he's playing to win. And although he looks very vulnerable in the primary because in a multi-candidate field, he, he's only about a quarter of the vote. Nobody's running. You need somebody to run against them to beat them. And right now, it's Robert Kennedy Jr. is the only credible candidate, and it's a long shot. So uh, I, w- I would defer to Anthony on this one. Well, I, I mean, it's it's funny you say that, that Biden, uh, Trump is strong and Biden is weak because we have high inflation, we have a discontent in the economy, we have a war going on in Ukraine. Sounds a little bit like, uh, wait for it, midterm elections 2022 when the Democrats did surprisingly well. But let me ask you a question about your field. And, and by the way, I think you're exactly right. Joe Biden is, he's an incumbent president. We don't let that kind of stuff, you know, I, I think he's, I think he's weak to everyone except for Donald Trump. And, and I think both candidates have their flaws, but I think we're going to see a rematch whether we like it or not. But let me ask you about one particularly peculiar element of, of the race on your side. And that is, what is Chris Christie up to? It seems to me like he's getting, he's, it's a love affair. If, if, if you go and, and look who loves him, it's all these Democrats say, oh yeah, you're taking a run at Donald Trump. Donald Trump, when, when, when I looked at, at, at the last YouGov poll, he is, has a, a combined favorable of like 70% with the, with the Republican voting base. What is Chris Christie thinking? Um, he just wants, it's, it, I mean, he's pretty nasty and negative. He, he can't win himself, but he's just trying to attack Donald Trump. So it, it, it looks personal, and there's no reason for it except that, that he doesn't like Donald Trump. But is so, there an anti-Trump lane that he's identifying that I don't see? It's getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> it's down to six. He got 1% in the Fox News poll, Chris Christie, which means if it's plus or minus 3%, he could be a minus 2. Yeah. So <laughs> it, that's that's the anti-Trump lane. And it's it's... You know, as long as Joe Biden is president, the the the, the Republicans want him out, and and most Americans are favoring Donald Trump right now. So, I mean, it's, it's just it's not it's not a real lane. I mean, it's just it just looks personal, and, and it's it's not going anywhere. Donald Trump is is Donald Trump is surging. He's getting stronger, and you know, right now, like I said, it's, time's running out for his opponents because you got DeSantis going down. DeSantis has lost like half the support since January. And what he's doing is he's losing moderates to people like uh, Tim Scott and Nikki Haley. They're, Tim Scott's the one who, like, we had him at nine in Iowa. He's actually going up inside the moderate Republican lane, but it's with a positive message. It's not with a negative anti-Trump message. And in fact, on a lot of things, he says he supports Donald Trump. We are chatting with pollster John McLaughlin. So I guess the the big question, John, this morning is, uh, as we wrap this up, President Trump's potential vice president picks. Do you believe anybody has an edge right now? Who do you see? Could it possibly, because DeSantis has no shot at the nomination. Could it be DeSantis? 
Well, there's only one person you got to pull on those picks, and that's Donald Trump. And I, I don't think he would pick. He, I don't think he would make a pick until we secure the nomination next year. We see what the general election field looks like. So, uh, because last time it came down to Rudy Giuliani, Newt Gingrich, and uh, uh, Mike Pence, and ultimately he picked Mike Pence. But this time around, there's lots of there's lots of eligible uh, candidates that would strengthen us in the general election. And I think he'll make that decision after we secure the nomination. But it's, I mean, you do kind of get the vibe. Maybe you, you probably can't say this since you're on the inside. It seems like some of the candidates, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, there is a little bit of running for vice president vibe about some of the candidates in the race. Wouldn't you agree? Um, I would think so. I, and I would think he's probably going to support somebody who's running a more positive campaign who supports his agenda. So, you know, I mean, that's what most Republicans in the field are, are saying. They, they agree with Donald Trump. The ones who say they don't, uh, you know, that's Chris Christie at 1 percent. Asa Hutchinson in that Fox News poll had, or uh, other polls had zero. So it's like, you know, you're not going to pick somebody who's going to hurt you. That's for sure. So, well, John, it's it's always a a, a a privilege to chat with you. We appreciate you joining us this morning, pollster John McLaughlin. Thanks, John. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, and keep those ratings up for Sid. While there you go. <laughs> Sid will be back on Wednesday.